One, two, ten. Welcome to the Claim the Throne Blogcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2014. Who is it? Razor Ray, Razor Raymond. Stowart McGill, Stowart. Stew, Stew, testing, testing, Stew. How's gone? I'm Cabba, I'm with Ash. What's going on? Not much, just sitting here with you, that's actually weird. Long time since we've done that, and did you know... Today, on the Claim the Throne blogcast at www.claimthethrone.net, it is episode 30. Yes. Did you spot that up the top? No, I didn't. But is okay. that what you've called it? Yeah, ep 30. Yeah. It's going to throw me off a bit looking at your sexy face right in front of me while we talk. Oh, yeah. Have you I seen my blindfold? I've just looked at it. Weird, huh? Pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I did it. I accidentally messed up my hair, so I shaved it. Get your beard back, I reckon, though. Me too. Mm. Um, but yeah, same thing. Also, uh, shaving mishap, beard gone. Jiminy Jingo's. By G, by Jingo, by Crafty. Let's do a podge. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, been here before, we are a band called Claim the Throne who talk about stuff on this podge, um, all sorts of things that um, do-it-yourself musicians or uh, just cool metalheads or any fans of music, live music, recording, you name it. We talk about some random sorts of things. You name it. We got it. And uh, yeah, you can go to claimthethrone.net where we have articles about things as well. And you can also leave a voice message to us if you hover over the right of screen and we'll play it on the show, no matter how shit it is or how good or how much you rag on us in the message, we'll still play it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, even throw questions at us on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash whatever our fucking name is, Claim Razor the Throne, Razor Ray. And also, okay, forget that. Go and <laughs> leave questions everywhere. First thing off the bat, mm. and that is a joke, <laughs> is uh, Razor Ray's in town next week. That is good. This yeah. pod will not be out before then, probably. But you know why he's here? For a wedding of Stuart McGill. Yeah, pretty awesome, right? Mm. So, I think maybe we should at least get a voice clip of we Razor Ray. broadcast the wedding. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if I got, got that time at, uh, kind of time and or that amount of sobriety because I'll be drunk what if is I was time? at a wedding. But yeah, so congratulations to Stuart McGill and thanks for giving Ray a reason to get to Perth. Yeah. Um, maybe we should watch the cricket together or something. Stu, like if that. you're listening, you should uh, record a speak pipe message at your wedding. Um, tell oh. us how the how the night's going and stuff and, and we'll talk about your wedding in the next episode. Speak pipe your vows. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of Stu, the last gig we did was a pretty awesome one at the Civic Hotel. And that went really good. The uh, Storm Rider... Uh, festival, is that what they call it? Festival? Well, it was the Stormrider compilation, compilation CD to advertise the official Stormrider Fest coming up next year. Ah, yes. At checkthedate.com. And, um, but that was, yeah, like a mini fest sort of thing. It was sick. Pretty cool. Yeah, and it also tied in with the Whammy Awards, one of which we did not win for hmm. Best Heavy Music category. Holy sweet flying puck. Holy puck. Yeah, they did. They did win. And Time Clifford, who's going to move into this very room in January or... <sighs> Or possibly December. With you two? W- with us. <laughs> yeah, not in this room, but yeah, we're moving into that room. By G, by Jingo, by Craig. Anyway, he used to be, he was the original bass player for Puck. Yeah, yeah, that's Crazy. right. Anyway, whatever. Mm. Um, so we got a lot of stuff coming up, man. We're well, since the last podcast, we have announced a our next tour, um, which you may or may not have heard of, but it's our Forged in Frost tour, which is a tour across USA and Canada. Um, not a massive one, not fully expensive. So there are a lot of places we're missing out, but it's just sort of testing the waters and testing that testing. sort of thing. Testing rummy rackers. Um, so yeah, there's 
a certain amount of shows. I can't remember exactly how many. Yeah, we've got a bunch of I'll shows. I'll load it up now and I'll read out the dates and then we'll count them as we're going through. This is through. also our first live podcast we'll ever do. Or they're all <laughs> live, but um, usually there's some editing involved because there's a dog that comes in the room or we don't know what we're talking about. But this week we figure, who cares, right? We'll be fine. Just try and not say um a lot. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so for the Fortune Frost <laughs> you tour. You just started with um straight after that. Um, <laughs> just joking. Just joshing with you. January 13th, Brooklyn, New York at the Trash Bar. January 14th, Bayshore, New York at the Evenflow Bar and Grill. January 15th, Worcester in Massachusetts, Ralph's Rock Diner. January 16th, Montreal in Quebec at Lalise. January 17th, Toronto, Ontario, Bovine Sex Club, which that sounds fucking interesting. Uh, January 18th, Rochester, New York, The Bug Jar. January 19th, Burlington in Vermont at Nectar's. And uh, then there will be a big... Strange looking gap where 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 we are all going to go and party at seventy thousand tons of metal festival, um, just as spectators drinking at this stage. But who knows if you reckon you want to see us on board? Go and hassle the promoters and um, find them on the internet. Tell them you want to see Claim the Throne. I will hopefully be working. Yeah, far out. Brussels Did we ever sprout. talk about that? Don't know, but Ash, tell us about that. Um, After yeah. I tell one more date, which is January thirty, Las Vegas, Nevada, Adrenaline Sports Bar and Grill, go. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod yet, but I did drum tech for Cannibal Corpse on the Australian tour recently. When was that? September? Um, Early September? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. Anyway, that was a pretty friggin' interesting experience. Got hooked up with it through some means. Again, networking, people knowing that I know some things about drums and I'm a guy who's been on the road before and just willing to sort of help out done a few roadie gigs here and there and um yeah they threw me a bone in the form of drum tech job for paul berserker Mazurkowitz. and it was wicked man we did five shows around australia real different than when we would go on an australian tour the schedule schedule was similar so mm. stuff we're used to like you play a show you go back to the hotel for literally two hours get up get to airport check in for an hour then you really want breakfast, but it's boarding by that stage and just you get there, get to the venue, set up, you know, just do the same thing five days in a row. It's really brutal. Yeah. But yeah, slightly bigger venues. Um, a few venues we've played before, but man, packed houses every night. And yeah, just interesting seeing the biggest death metal band of all time, <laughs> just being really regular guys and just going through the same things that any local band would go through on a tour of Australia. What's your role as a drum tech? My role as the drum tech is imagine if you were a drummer at a gig and if you're not one, your drummer in your band, just watch what he does or she does. Get on stage, get your gear out of the cases, which is there for you already. That's usually um, unloaded, but you basically piece it together. But instead of for your own specifications, you do it for someone else. So you get it all you know, pretty ballpark based on Does what they've it, told like, you. written out in some sort of plot or no? No. Th- see, because I'm not traveling with them, that would be something that they should... Sorry, I'm traveling with them, but because I'm not their permanent drum tech, um, that's something they should forward from the get-go. Like, hey, this is the kind of kit I use. This yeah. is how I like it laid out. A few rough plans. Um, but that didn't happen because, you know, Cannibal don't quite roll that way. And he's just, Paul's easy going and emailed me and said, you know what, we'll just get it. We'll just get it done. You'll figure mm. it out. It's all good. Cool. Very basic setup, you know, did a bit of Googling, saw what his kit is like, very much the same as it has been for 20 years. 
And um, yeah, we just sort of, in Perth, it was a bit nerve wracking because we didn't have much time and he was all stressed out because of the flight was frigging long and they were just exhausted. Mm. But yeah, I just took note of where everything was and tried to recreate it every night. Um, even little things, you get put on the spot about tuning and stuff like that. So that's something that uh, is pretty handy to be on to. And um, yeah, I must admit, I tuned the kit for myself, if that makes <laughs> sense. I like to tune a little bit higher because I've got smaller toms. I like the articulation you get with sort of a at least a mid-range tuning as opposed to really tight tension. He is old school and likes that slappy low sound, which, yeah, feels different for me to play. But for him, he's at home. So he said after the first gig, like, hey, man, that was awesome. But we've got to tone mm. the tuning down a bit. So from then on, just little pointers like that's how I kind of learned. By the end of it, all sweet. Um, so you locked in for 70,000 tons? Uh, don't know. I've just got to email them basically. Yeah. But what happened on the last show, I said, oh, so you guys are announced to headline or one of the headliners for 70,000 tons. Um, yeah, I'll be there as well. And then it just so happens their drum tech, their American drum tech had fallen out. That tour had other plans. So they said, oh, that's a coincidence. Mm. Awesome. Do you want to work for our two sets while you're there? So Sick. Yeah, don't know if it's a paid job or just for Man, if you get like a little beers. bar card or something, that would well, be Well, that's sick. it. I'd do it. They're such nice guys and they were so good to me. I'm there anyway. It's just... Um, Man, that's something for the resume, regardless of if you have to pay to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't pay because, um, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But... Um, yeah, they, they, they're like, you know, we'll sort you out. But man, if I got a few free drinks, yeah. pff, that's what I'm going there to do, right? Mm. Just drink and watch metal. So if I can watch side of stage, actually, that was one weird thing about it. You're not side of stage when you're doing this sort of thing. You're from you to me away mm -hmm. the whole night. So they had a 90 minute set and I was within a meter of Paul the whole time. Um, it was very bizarre. And I was doing little things like dropping in. He's got in-ear monitors, so I was dropping in bass just for like hammer smash face, do -do 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 that bit. I would just punch that into his mix yeah. and then punch it out again and just weird little wow. things like that. But I was literally right next to him the whole time. It was so bizarre. Could just hear muffled sounds except for drums. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, never have I heard Cannibal Corpse drumming more clear than at that point. Yeah, right. So... Yeah. Anyway, would do it again. Pretty crazy lifestyle. Don't know if I'd do it for a full-time job. But what would be the chance of them asking you to do it like on a Europe run or something like that? Not too bad. Yeah. I think I um, I did a good job and they were really happy with me and it was kind of not, it wasn't talked about, I won't say that, but um, the kind of thing like, hey, would you ever consider doing this yeah. Europe in general, you know, with any band that asked you that sort of thing? And I guess maybe I would. The only yeah. thing is... Um, the pay rates, not that I'm going to quite go into it, but in a, pay rates in Australia are better than they are in Europe. Really? You have big runs in Europe and there's a lot of availability of guys willing yeah. to do it. Whereas in Australia, it's more like, because bands are coming from so far, they don't know local crew here. Mm. So it's not like they're, they're willing to just let any dude have a chance. So I was pretty lucky in that respect to get it in the first place. Yep. Um, and yeah, I could, you know, charge as a professional I guess because I do have a, a decent amount of experience yeah but it wasn't about the money I would have done that tour for free yeah really um expenses covered maybe be sweet yeah exactly but yeah I was like part of their actual crew I even got per diem and stuff like that 
um, 50 bucks a day, spend on some food and drinks, Cool, which is easy not to spend when you get catering and stuff anyway. So. Just save up your $50 a day. Exactly. Um, yeah. Pay for Claim of Throne Asian tours. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. That happened. Yeah. Who would imagine it? We're at 70,000 tons watching them play and seeing you at the back of the stage. That will be a sight to behold, eh? You want because you want. You won't because I was hidden behind the stacks. And, man, I know a lot of people in the Australian metal scene and I didn't speak to any of them because I was on stage doing stuff or, you know, setting up, packing down, just fucking, oh, man. <laughs> I barely got a time to fucking scratch my ass. Mm. Shared a room with one dirty Daisy Dyson. Yuck. As well. It was actually pretty good, man. And the rooms were wicked. They were so much better than like our tours. Yeah, than the shitholes we have to book. Yeah, I thought the band would be put up in good places and we'd just get the dumps, but no, they part of the crew, man. Cool. It's pretty cool. Wow. Why? That is a story and a half, eh? Pretty yeah. good. Um, so speaking of America and speaking of playing gigs in America. Mm. What the hell happened? How how are we able to do a gig in America? What happens Pretty at customs up. and border control, etc.? One of those things where, um, yeah, you'll either get lucky enough to score something or if you're sick of waiting, like us, tool tired of waiting, then you book your own tour, which we did. So you can tune back to episode 25 of Claim Through and Blodgecast and listen to about booking your own uh, overseas tour. Um, but, yeah, one of the craziest things, which I was keen on touching on today... Um, is Father Adrian Van Clusen. <laughs> Bill Cosby is um just arranging visas to go over there. Um, being that it's our own tour and we're the headliner and we're not a very well known band over there, we're not going to make any money pretty much, depending on the turnouts and things. Um, but despite that, they still consider you as going there to work. Um, so depending on your situation and whether you reckon you can smuggle your way through customs by telling him. You're there to rehearse with friends or just on a holiday and like to play guitar while you're there or just thought it would be a good idea to take some cymbals. <laughs> and uh, sellable merchandise. And merchandise. Branded yeah. merchandise. Then it's pretty, I, I think US is one of the strictest places. Um, I mean, on our Asian tour just gone, we did not get any visas and you just sort of wing it through and it's piss piss. Since this is a live podge, if mm. you want to answer those texts and I'll just keep oh. talking. No, I'm not answering because I'll tell you what, it's a three-person, it's a threesome text message. Oh, it's like a red-descending mail Constant list. vibration. It is exactly Bernard like Shaw, that. who's listening right now. It's my friends David and Ryan who are meeting to get drunk tonight in cool. about an hour or so. Um, and they're texting each other to find out where to meet now, which mm. has nothing to do with me, but it's fucking vibrating. The girling's Kissing song, me off. meet you at karate. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Keep uh, talking, boy. Yeah, so, yeah, with US, we asked around a bit some other bands that have toured over there about visas and whether you can sort of smuggle through. I know Jim's been there with entrails before and they've got through without visas. Um, but the fact that we're actually crossing the Canadian border and back as well, I think it's just well, far too much to risk. Better just to have have it all sorted out and, um, you know, I'd hate for a year's worth of work to just go down the drain and we miss the cruise and all this shit. And in America too, like post 9-11 America, whose <laughs> airport security is so yeah. full on and stuff, it just seems... It seems risky. It, it feels risky going to other countries and sort of saying, yeah, we're just here to jam with friends. I always feel like that's the most see-through thing ever. Recording or something. Recording. Yeah, things like that, which actually probably better than saying jamming yeah. with friends, recording somewhere. You have to somewhere. have up to go Good with it, point. but still. Mm. 
Anyway, um, yeah, good. I think it's the best idea. Even if you got through at the airport, what if you get pulled over for something or someone's a dickhead and gets, I don't know, police involved in something? Good point. They find yeah. out what you're doing there or they, I don't know, just happen to rock up at a venue. And you if never you know. get deported from a country, often you're never allowed back in. Well, I've heard a story. What band was it? Um, a moderately well-known death metal band. There was one dude who got banned for 10 years from US for trying to get what? him without a visa. Yep. I wish I could remember what An Australian band, band? No. European. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll mm. find out. Interesting. And tell you later. Yeah. Um, but then... The worst thing is when we're going over there, not expecting to make money and our expenses are already out of control with um, flights and van and all sorts of shit. The visa comes in at a total of 1825 US dollars. Whoa. Yeah, which, um, yeah it's, which is a starting cost and you're not guaranteed to have your visa application approved and everything. Then you have to go to the, your local consulate, US consulate, to have a visa interview. And get it issued, which is a further 190 US dollars apparently per person. Shit. So it's Did we just not find this out now or you already knew? No, nah, I knew. Yeah. Whoa. It's one of those things. But I didn't know before we decided it was a good idea to book a US tour. Yeah. So you now know, people listening, if you're going to book yourself a tour, you've got that as an added expense right in there. You can lean on that. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. I've recently been recording Suffer and Rot, mm. and they ask me a lot of questions about booking tours and, and, and our stuff like that. Do you direct them to cleanthethrone.net? I do. I, I even say, John Ryan, you should record a <laughs> question for the Claim the Throne yeah. Lodgecast because, um, yeah, I sit there and I think, Jesus, I don't actually know half of this stuff that goes on myself until after the fact when it might come up during a drinking session or something like that, and it's... <laughs> It's nothing more than just Cabba's hardcore research. He is determined to get something done and just goes out there and does it. And yeah, it's either networking with bands who have already done the same thing or just like straight up research on government websites and shit like that. So kudos, yeah. Cabba. But then, I mean, yeah, not only that, like the money is one thing, obviously, but once you... Actually, another thing on the money, get this. If you don't get it submitted in time, which is, I think, within 90 days, it's supposed to be submitted... Um, you need to get a fast track sort of one where they're going to make sure that they have it, in, you know, assessed. A bribe. A bribe, pretty much. <laughs> 1,000 US dollars extra. Is that is that us? I hope not. Because I started doing our application maybe six months ago, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've gone through a um, an agency called Tamazdat who do the whole petition stuff up for you. It's pretty full on, so probably not something you can do by yourself at least not at first anyway, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, they know exactly what, um, yeah, what the government need to see in order to issue it and they sort of assess it as they go and tell you what's going to be passable and what's not and all that stuff. Um, but still now, there's, well, actually, no, the last one was maybe two weeks ago, say. They emailed back and said, oh, one of your things that you had submitted, which was a future gig, you have to tell them a future gig at a renowned venue that you're playing, and ours was that Stormrider show a few weeks ago. Yep. They said, that show is now passed and won't be accepted as a future gig. I fucking know. I said, like, sent that to them so long ago. So I have to give them our next gig, which is January 3 at Amplifier Bar in Perth with Suffering Rot Cold Fate <laughs> and whoever else, Grotesque. Um, so that's cool. So got through, got that through, but that means it's only been yeah. officially submitted, I think, week and a half ago, which is only like a month away. 
So they they reckon that they might be able to get a response for us within the next two to three weeks. But if, if not, we'll have to have to pay the grand to get it through, which is fucked. That is fucked. And haven't the costs mounted, <laughs> hey? Oh, oh, yeah. Just flights alone, five people, what's that? Over 10 grand. RV is going to be two grand for us. That includes 2,000 miles, and which is good. We don't have to book accommodation or whatever. But with the snow blizzards in the news, I'm a bit scared about going there in January. We may die. Me too. Um, Jeez, I hope we don't die. I've worked too hard this year on too many <laughs> fucking things. Just saying downstairs before you came, before you cumed that I'm ready for a change. If any of my current employers are <laughs> listening right now, please don't take this to heart. But I'm fucking done with everything. <laughs> I want to get like some cushy ass job back like I used to with some decent wage that gives me the time to, I don't know, maybe talk to Cabba once in a fucking while. Yeah. God damn it. Sorry about no podcast lately, but <laughs> I could mountain your ears full of shit yeah. that I've been doing. Life can go suck itself off, I've yeah, got to say. Fuck off life. Ash has just joined Red Descending and he's <laughs> yeah. playing his first gig this Friday. Oh, 28th of November, the Civic Hotel in Perth. Yeah, actually, that's been a breath of fresh air, man. It's yeah. so great just getting on the kit with new people mm. and old people. Cabba, my bandmate, whole reason I joined Red Descending in the first place. Sorry, Sorry about bird. that. Sure. Oh. <laughs> sure, mate. Um, but no, that's it's clam been, throne. It's been pretty cool, man. It's been clam the throne, yeah. Yeah, hopefully I can play, I don't know, the kick patterns in Century by next week. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be good though. Yeah, and nice uh, back to US talk because I just hijacked your fucking set. No problem with that. I love putting on these voices when we have something to announce that we think is funny. Like <laughs> dropping in a gig date. You're coming up soon on November 28th. <laughs> it's fucking pretty good. What I was going to say about visas, which can be, if you look at it under a positive light, which is something very similar to um, government funding that we'll talk about in another episode, but getting grants. With the visa application... The number, like, there's a number of things they make you submit, and it's sort of like a forced way of doing things right and making sure everything's official and good, and you know, you know what you're doing and shit. Which is how bureaucracy should work, right? Well, you'd think so. But one <laughs> of the um, there's a bit of a catch twenty two. Is that a thing? Uh, there's a book behind you in that shelf really? called that. No, okay. actually, not. It's upstairs. So. To get a visa, right, like, because now we're pushing it at the very last minute, I would think next time, you know, submit it fucking a year in advance or something. But in order to submit your visa, you have to have signed contracts of every show that you're playing. Yep. Right? And dealing with venues, especially from some idiot band like us, they can't be bothered responding to our emails quickly. Mm. So most of them won't do out their own contracts. Occasionally, they might have some sort of offer sheet or something that looks kind of official. But what you need for your visa application is a signed letter or contract of some sort to submit for every single show, right? So after asking all the venues and getting very poor responses, I just mocked up letters myself to do to send them out and ask them to sign them. Some of them will do it. Some of them will not. You have to keep hounding them and hounding them every week, every week. Uh, Just following up on this, just chasing up if you've been able to sign and scan this back to me yet. Not hard. It is a little, it's not hard, but it's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I hate asking them for it and it's so, so retarded. Like, why does it need a signature on, you know, if it's that, got a phone number and a name. True. And we, yeah, because don't get me started on signatures, yeah. but we get there as well and we pull 80 people to the show at their venue and they're like, yeah, and we scanned a fucking piece of paper for you. Yeah, dickheads. I know. I know. Pretty shit. 
But yeah, and not only that, it has to have a signature, it has to have the deal that you're on, it has to have a letterhead. So of that particular venue, it can't just be a normal Word document. Um, oh, but so, you know, you, you can't get that stuff from the venues until you decide to book the tour. But then you can't submit your visa until you have those. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm. It, it have that's kind of similar as as similar to a government grant, right? It is, yeah, where they but want all this shit. Yeah, we're a bit lucky with our government grants; they don't require signatures. They'll accept like emails or whatever, which is yeah, good. for sure. But a lot of that stuff is look, we're we're looking to do this, but they don't want us to go and say, "Yep, you get a grant," but then not have something exactly go through. You can't get your you grant unless you're going to do the tour anyway. So you have to start booking your tour and show them confirmed venues in order to have your funding approved. Yeah. So you can't wait for the funding first. So you can't wait for a visa first and then book a tour. Mm. It's fucked. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go for a job. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, no, you got to get the job before you can prove Get experience, yourself. yeah. Yeah, or experience, get experience. people That's only it, yeah. apply. Well, how do you get experience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucked. Pretty good. Um so anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much the main thing of the visa, which is super hard. Um, and you can see why bands don't get them, eh? Fuck yeah. It's, it's yeah, hardcore. That's just one part of it. Then you've you got to send them an itinerary, um, which is good, again, to just force you into making an itinerary on a spreadsheet, perhaps. Has all the... Um, Barker. Cool. All the, the dates, the venues, how long it takes to get to each place. Um, you know, what your deal is, what the support bands are at each show, what the contact details are, who's the promoter, what's the marketing plan, all that shit. So it's good to just do that anyway. Just is helpful for your tour. Then you got to, yeah, go. No, no, you go. Fuck. Then let me read out this list of shit that you need to get, right, to prove that you are important and you need to be in the US. Mm-hmm. Apart from a whole bunch of agreements that they make you sign. Biography. Um... Proof of a sustained career, awards and prizes, past performances, future performances, press, evidence of commercial success, testimonial letters, past contracts, your most recent release. Mm, That's just the headings. But then within those, there's all these little nitty gritty shit that you need to put in as part of it. It's hilarious. My sister actually... Moved to the States after uni. She lived mm. there for five years and she got a green card. She mm. was lucky, right? But holy shit, the application process she had to go through was insane. Yeah. And you think about it, all she's going over to do is just get some mid-tier <laughs> fucking job doing mm. something as one of the plebs in society. But at least that's a permanent outlook. Mm. We're transient. We're just going to jump in there for a month see a bit of the States at the same time and how many people go to the friggin' States to just have a look around and go to 70,000 tons normally, you know, like all we want to do is play five or six shows. We're clearly not big enough to like, yeah, claim the throne from Australia. Fuck, they might come in and pack out Wembley Stadium. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they want any shitty old little bands going over there. Perhaps that's the impression I get. But it's so dumb because what, like, what is... Cultural diversity. I suppose you don't want... You know what that is? Mm. That's an incursion, my friend. Is it? No, no, no. It's an excursion for us. I don't even But know. they don't want incursions. They don't mm. want people coming in and then showing their wares in their own place. Perhaps, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they... But they still want to export their stuff. Mm. It's it's really bizarre, man. Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't want to encourage um, 
traveling things. I mean, you want them to be a bit legitimate, but at the same time, look, if it's a bucket of shit idea, <laughs> let it fail. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and we're clearly, we're taking enough stuff over there that we're not going to hide. I bet you they're asking for an itinerary. So, oh, we got these ruffian Australians mm. in fucking Midwest Texas. Let's go and hunt them down. <laughs> oh, we know they're going to be at this place at this time. Or maybe, or checking up on us if we're not there at that time. Yeah, perhaps. Then we're absconding and we're trying to get in the US for free. You know what? I just solved it. That's it. <laughs> they don't want us being illegal aliens or yeah. Austral aliens. <laughs> You're all over it. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. But, fuck, I've been doing it for months and months, and it's hell. So, bear that in mind if you're booking a tour over there. I don't know what it's like to get into Australia. I've heard it's probably pretty hard, and I would imagine it would be full on. Yeah, probably. That's funny, by the way. If you hated that nonsense I was just talking, that's usually what would get edited out no, keep of that the shit podcast. In. But it's in now. It's in. Good. But if I, I'll be listening out just for that. You're going to provide me your itinerary of this podcast. I'll right. be listening back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, fuck. fuck so yeah that's that's my rhyme and that's what i said pretty much i did notice on tour in asia in fact we were in penang mm. and you guys were f- looking for um my my cussing is really off the chain today i was about to say oh, yeah. fucking this yeah. fucking that i've tried your, to say friggin your language times. is fucked i know <laughs> um yeah and you guys were talking about trying to get contracts from the venues and signatures and stuff and it yeah. just sounds like still back then, as still the venues still hadn't sent them through. Mm. And here's me like bitching about my personal life, like, oh, s- someone has employed me. How <laughs> fucked is my life? And then you're there with the job, with your life going forward, and still having to do everything on behalf of me, who's sitting yeah. back not editing podcasts for the listening <laughs> public. Over there, the worst thing was um because we got all these testimonial letters, right? Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's like a letter from someone important in the industry that can, you know, support your, your endeavor that you're taking part. They'll say, yeah, these guys are doing good in Australia and they'll definitely be an asset to go to America and have your people watch them play. Right. Um, but you can't use people that are directly involved. So we couldn't use Dicey cause he's in the band. We can't use Soundworks cause he's a part of it. Um, mm. Etc. So we got one from a guy at our rehearsal studio, Rob, if you're listening, hello, thanks for that. Um, and sent that through. They were like, that's a nice letter, but um, we've Googled his name, we can find his in gyroscope um, and you rehearse there, it might not really go down so well, it confused the authorities. So get more letters, right? Um, and then I think... Looked get? up, can't remember. Stu from Stormlight <laughs> Festival realized he's a listener of the Blodgecast. Yeah. Got Andrew Hogue from Andrew Hogue Radio, obviously, oh. which is a good one. Who I ran into in um, Melbourne. Hello, <laughs> thanks, mate. And who else did we get? <sighs> Fuck, I should remember. Can't remember, but it was a good one from someone nice who did. Oh, uh, Lachlan, Chris Marich from Marich Media, a bit of a metal underground metal provider. People probably don't know that works behind the scenes very hard. Um, but then the thing was they won't accept these testimonial letters unless they have signatures on, right? So, yeah, yeah any, anyway. So, <laughs> it was a fucking So you can't just submit them. You have to say, thanks heaps for doing this awesome letter for us, but can I please be a pain in the ass and tell you to do more? Print it, sign it, scan it. If you don't have a scanner, go and find one and then email it go again to the post to us. office, 30 cents a scan. <laughs> Fax it to me. So allow time for this stuff. It's fucking painful. Anyway, my God, fuck yeah. this. 
I'm just going to stay at home. But that's, a, again, a good activity for networking, you know, getting these industry pros to know that you're up to good stuff and whatever, and then you mm. know, they might promote it a bit and stuff. Who knows? Yeah, Jesus yeah. Lord, man. And, yeah, so the grants and funding is very similar sort of thing, and we'll do that another time. Interestingly enough, mm. on that Cannibal Tour, um, Hoagie was was backstage, these, these words, <laughs> these the voices. voices. Um, yeah, and he was talking to me just in between setting up and all this kind of shit. This I was is while you were drum taking for Cannibal Corpse. While I was drum taking for <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. And, uh, yeah, he goes... He's like, hey, man, yeah, so how's it going, blah, blah, okay, claim the throne and doing some stuff. You got an Asian tour coming up. And I was like, yeah, man. And just as I was about to start it, he thrust an imaginary microphone into <laughs> my sort of general direction, mm. like joking around, I'm interviewing you, but I'm not because I interview people in real life. Anyway, kind of funny, whatever. Cool. Then in Brisbane, I got picked up at the airport by one Rodney Holder mm. of Music Business Facts podcast and you can listen um, to go back to the older episodes of Claim Throne Blodgecast. Yeah, who we interviewed before, and yeah, he. <laughs> I shared the van with him on mm. the way to the accommodation, and same thing. It was a guy who, whose life is interviewing people, asking me questions about Claim Throne's tour, but not in an interview scenario. <laughs> yeah. It was the two weirdest conversations. Maybe he had I've a had. Uh, recorder hidden. Yeah. <laughs> Our next episode is uh, Ash from uh, Claim the Throne. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Ronnie Holder, check out Music Business Facts if you haven't already. Yeah, just I've got to catch up on them actually. Mm. But um, yeah. Anyway, fucking hell, man, what a what a voyage we are undertaking. And it's crazy times, everything. Eh? No, not really. God but, damn. Yeah, hardcore stuff, but it's all fun. Yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. All fun. Next year, I think we'll calm our farm a bit and um, write an album. Write an it. album. Record an album. Yeah, some things happening next year though already actually in the works. Listen mm-hmm. out. You'll hear some good news. And next year is Claim of Thrones 10-year anniversary. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that and I forgot mm. all about it. Yeah. Um, I've got some other things to discuss with you off air about huh. um, native Australian snakes <laughs> and um, also one Oliver Seuss. Sick. Well, let's get this podcast over and done with so we can talk. Yep. So I guess... Um, we just almost sedgewayed to something there, but mm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess me bitching on about my fucking life at the moment. Mm. One of the things I am doing at the moment is music teaching. Yep. And I've been doing that all this year since getting made redundant for raping an animal in front of mm. my boss. Yeah, right. Probably shouldn't say that. That's fine. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys yeah. out there who really think I sodomized an animal. <coughs> Not a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. I had to get some new jobs. So I got a bunch of jobs and one of them was music teaching, which mm. was an offer to me while we we're on the Bellacore tour. Music we, teaching facts. Music teaching facts. We were in Tasmania and Jessie got a phone call from her friend setting up a music teaching school for little kids mm-hmm. and said, do you know any drum teachers? And Jessie goes, God, I don't, I don't really know any drum teachers unless I guess, Ash, will you do it? Because we were in the tour van. Yeah. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what the hell to do, I've always thought about doing it, but was not one of these guys who just thought I could, even though I've been drumming for years and years. Anyway, I rock up to this place. Oh, yeah, we've got you, you know, 10 students. You've done any drum teaching before that? No. Never. Not I've helped okay. people out. Yeah. I've given people pointers and stuff, but only when they ask me and, yeah. you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, she got me guitar students. Oh, I can play guitar. Oh, yeah. we'll get him some students. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Steep learning curve. And yeah, I guess just it's a little brief segue into it. But hey, guys, most of us are in bands, right, that listen to this. Um, we've all been playing our instruments for a few years. Guess what? You can monetize <laughs> your hobby by doing some teaching. And yeah. it's not like you have to go out there. I wouldn't recommend unless you've really thought this through and maybe you've gotten some lessons in the past to just suddenly go out and try and be a music teacher privately. Yeah. But um, it's something to test out on the side and just see how it goes because I have so many students now and they're all like young kids they're all age five through to about 11 and if i thought i would be teaching music i did not think it would be to absolute beginners because how do you how the hell do you teach a normal person let alone a child it's friggin' crazy man um anyway it's it's worked out and yeah it makes up a significant part of my week um it breaks for holidays although you don't get paid because you're not teaching on holidays and um it's actually taught me a fair bit about what I thought I already knew. So it's, it's, um, yeah, made me really think about guitar and drums and the way I play them and what I'm doing while, while I am playing them. So, you know, in a bizarre way, it's actually made me a better player, at least a better musician. So, um, often gets to the point where you're using muscle memory and stuff and you don't really think about what you're playing anymore. Mm. They're probably cool to go back to basics. Yeah. Think about it a bit. And it's, and it's a challenge. Um, yeah, it is such a challenge. And then you learn about, you know, um, ways to explain the same thing to 10 different people it mm. is very, it, it is very different, especially at a lower age group. Whereas like older people, you could probably explain it in a more logical manner, you know, and more uniformed way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something definitely out there and people will pay money for tuition. Um, I was always worried that I'd be like a hack <laughs> teacher and maybe in some ways I am, maybe... I, I couldn't teach advanced guitar, for instance, because mm. I just don't know enough. Um, but it shows you that some people really get a lot out of practical learning and some get a lot out of theoretical learning. So yep. don't be scared if you're not like a classically trained player about about trying out stuff, but also don't overstep your mark and say that you can offer these things that you can't. I never did that. I was just given students. Um, and yeah, being beginners, it's it's pretty easy, but... Yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool, man. Um, and definitely a little side gig that you could pick up as a musician, along with, I guess, being in a cover band. I've noticed a few yeah. musos that have been in the scene for a while have just gone, fuck it, I'm not embarrassed to be playing other people's songs mm-hmm. if it makes me 500 bucks in an evening at the bloody White Sands or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you got to think outside the box. Not that it's all about monetizing what you do, but... Hey, you work so hard. You probably work more on music than you've worked on anything else in your life. So, um, yeah, it helps to do something with it. Can I mention some music news? One hundred and one. Yep. Current news. Uh, well, firstly, on the topic of um, monetizing being a musician, essentially, and teaching, the concept of band happy. Do you remember that? With the guy from Periphery, had this idea to make an online platform website, Band Happy where you're on the road and you want to teach people, perhaps you're in the tour bus, nothing to do on that day. So you're available on this website and your fans can get online, pay for a music lesson online, watch you play. But it has currently shut down as of last week. Boy, it's shutting down because periphery are too busy. And he, I don't know, which almost defeats the whole purpose of, of what the original yeah, concept was. That's irony. Quite funny, but 
Yeah, I thought it was a pretty wicked idea. The yeah. what was the dude? One of the the Dark Ain drummer was on there. I saw. Yeah, Willowder Peter. Mm. Yeah, um, I saw. I can't remember what it was called, but some kind of online. If you if you Google something like Paul Gilbert online guitar lessons, mm. a bunch of these kind of dudes go through some um, website like a platform again where you pay a subscription fee and you can get access to Paul Gilbert for that. Who's if you don't know, get on it. He's fucking awesome. Um, and you can get access to all these videos, which is a lot like YouTube. You know, people tell you how to play licks and certain techniques and stuff like that. But then you can do privates with him as well yeah. over Skype. And I think that's a pretty cool concept because, man, it would be wicked to get like an encyclopedia of guitar yeah. such as Paul Gilbert as a teacher. Um, and it's really accessible. And it's a cool idea if you hosted that platform, man, you'd be taking just little little skims off the top of that. And yeah. Paul Gilbert only has to record one video himself a month or something like that and people who are subscribers get access to that video exclusively and you know it works yeah. i think it works that's well awesome for i reckon even for a dude like yourself a sexy piece of shit like you could um i don't know make some sort of website that and just tee it up in a way that when people search drum lessons or online drumming lessons or something it might come to your site and get in touch with ashley large who will give you drum lessons online Mm. For only this much money, something. Yeah, I've also heard of guys doing. We were just talking about how good drummers are hard to find. Not talking about myself, but just in general in Perth, there's mm. there's not as many drummers as there used to uh, be out there. Stuart Little across um, what's Stuart Little? Yeah, not many. If L- any, little amount. Oh, there's a little amount. Um, yeah, like there used to be drummers that will play any style in Perth. But now they're like really segregated and there's like a few drummers doing each style and they're all in like four bands each. Yeah. So when a band needs a new drummer, who the fuck do they ask? But someone who's already in a band who might not either A, like their particular style or B, be available to do it, right? Mm. And that really sucks when you go to do a recording. You want like a quality dude doing your drumming. So this guy in America has made a website where you send him tracks, you tell him what style you want and you pay him, let's say, 100 bucks a song or something and he'll track himself to the click tracks that you've sent him or scratch tracks and send it to you. I know like bigger Smart. drummers like Kevin Talley and stuff are doing that sort of thing, but this is just a regular Joe on the street yep. who would charge a lot less than the pro dudes to do it. And I mean, even that's a little business you could get going online, especially the, in Australia. The music scene's not that big. Um I'm sure guys in Australia already do that. But yeah, there's all little ways that you can actually use your talent and the, your passion to yeah, convert it into something a bit more worthwhile than you, um, what your mum would call, you know, maybe it's time to hang up the sticks, mate, and get a real <laughs> job. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've probably got to look at ways of monetizing this podcast as well, which will probably, I've got some, some ideas up the sleeve to bust out. Interesting. Coming up, if you got any ideas for us, leave your message at speakpipe on fucking claimthethrone.net. <laughs> um, let's wrap shit up, but what about an album of the week for you? Okay. Album of the week is Radiance, The Burning Sun. What the fuck is that? Which is an EP released by Sammy, the guitarist from Necrophagist. No way. In 2010, I think. And he... I got hold of this when he released it and I liked it sort of. I didn't really like it that much. It's really, is it metal? Okay. It's like 
it's like progressive. Yeah, it's definitely metal, but it's so weird. It's like a one long song goes for 20 minutes, let's mm. say, and that's the whole EP. I think he breaks it up into tracks on his website, <laughs> which I think it's radiance.fi because he's finished, something like that. Anyway, I put it in the show notes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's almost like that um, genty sort of proggy, genty guitar riff. Well, a few of those guys do that. Anders Bjorn has got one out recently, which is similar sort of stuff. And also Frederick Thornendle from Meshuggah did it once. Definitely. Yeah. And um, But then it busts into the verse... And it's got the singer who was in Therion and Ingvay Malmsteen and a few wow. other bands like that. And he's got this real kind of like harsh power metal voice, mm-hmm. like not full falsetto, but totally like up that of that vein. You can imagine who would sing for Malmsteen, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the vibe changes throughout that 20 minutes quite a lot. It's got a, like a little bit for everyone yeah. um, and real, there's a, there's a bit of shred in there and, it's really cool, man. I, anyway, something made me think of it last week and I was a bit drunk and I listened to it again. I was like, man, that's right. This is awesome. And I've yeah, just been thrashing it this week. So for the first time, an mm. actual album of the week. Ah, Who would have thought? Makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this now. Sounds good. Yeah, you got it. It's pretty cool. What about yourself? I'm going to probably go against the... Uh, Brain? Whatever, something. Get a bit wild and have three albums of the week because I've been listening to so much new music and shit this week. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Are you telling me Layers of Lies here? No, but I have been listening to that as well. And no, Darkane is not one of them, despite oh, really? how much I've been listening to Darkane. Really? If I could add another four albums to it, then it would be four <laughs> Darkane albums. Uh, all new stuff, all brand spanking albums. One, Machine Head, Bloodstone, Diamonds. Get out of here. I would never have picked that. Yeah. Well, I would have, but I forgot about that. No, it's sick. I like it a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, it's it's got a few corny bits as Machine Head like to do these days. But um, just something sick to crank up loud. A bit like I listen to Soil Work a lot, not because I really even love the song so much, but something just cool to real crank crank up and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Soen, Tellurian. Still haven't listened to that, and I forgot again that you'd mentioned it. Very good album. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. If you like Tool, you will like Soen. If you don't like Tool, you will not like him. Tool? Fuck off. Is it like, what's it like compared to the first one? Uh, less tool-like, actually. They're moving Good. away from that a little bit, yep. which is cool. Um, yeah, still still pretty similar. Like, they've got their own own sort of sound, I think. The singer's out of control. Good, I reckon. Um, and he sounds exactly more, like Maynard. He does, yeah. More riffage and probably a bit more progressive than the previous one was in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um. Crazy ass album artwork. If you haven't seen that, it's like this rhinoceros sitting at a table eating heaps of food. It's the most random shit ever. <laughs> like, as the last album just looked like a tool album cover. Yeah, maybe they got too so, much shit from it. Yes, maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. Just give it a listen. It's pretty cool. Yeah, album number three. Uh, at the Gates at War with Reality. Yeah, still that's listen to that a little picked. bit. Mm. Um, hasn't blown my absolute cock off or anything, unfortunately, because they're one of my favorite bands ever. Um, but it's not bad by any means. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool sound, cool vibe. Wait. I dig the vocals, a few good riffs, not as many riffs as I would like. There's not many where I hear it and go, fuck, I want to learn that, like I used to with your Slaughter of the Souls and your Terminal Spirit Diseases. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But still good, worth getting. Yeah, cool. I, I've listened, at least listened to that one before yep. out of your three. But yeah, cool, man. That's mm-hmm. given me some things to check out as well. Yep. Well, to be honest, I'm not going to listen to that Machine Head one. <laughs> 
Fucking really? Machine Head. Do you? Never got into them. Never liked them. Okay, you would not like this then. From this day, <laughs> when you're 16 years old, even less is um, not too bad. But yeah. I just never, I, I never got it, eh? Really? I just, mm. I don't know. I always liked his voice straight out. And Rob Flynn, I think, to me, is like someone to look up to or whatever. Guitarist, vocalist. Yeah. Okay. Has his own thing, like can shred. I don't know. Yeah. Seems to know his shit, but... Yeah, obviously the first few albums were good and then they went fucking weird for a good few albums. Yep. Made a comeback oh. with, uh, well, they started making a comeback. I didn't believe it. But then I liked the blackening when that came out. Um, yeah. And then they've had another album. They fucking release a lot. Yeah, they do. Anyway. Oh, good on them. Um, one interesting thing, mm. if I was allowed to have a second <laughs> album of the week. Sorry about that. It would be Suffering Rot, Ever Tried to Kill. Uh-huh. Because... I'm just about to start mixing it. We got everything's done pre-mixing except for four tracks of bass, which we'll just slot right in. Yep. Then new bass player, Dan, who's pretty awesome, aka Fetus. <laughs> um, it's it's wicked, man. I, I actually am really enthused about it at the moment and John Ryan's vocals, forget about it. I'm yeah. talking on the very mic that he recorded <laughs> the tracks to and are on. And yeah, man, oh, he's, as you just heard a snippet of before, he's one ruthless motherfucker yeah, on the vocals. He's eh? a mini corpse grinder walking His around. pipes. Oh my God. So good. We'll put some of their contact details in the show notes, perhaps. Um, yeah, we will. At clanthron.net slash episode 30. So check them out and listen out for the album details to come very soon. Yeah, it's pretty short and, and to the point, but God damn it, man. I think it's it's something that honestly no one in Australia, let alone Perth, is really doing it's just that really sort of inspired by classic corpse death metal yeah. pretty much yes. which is refreshing to hear surprisingly yeah I mean, isn't it god it's insane. everyone's just doing the modern sounding stuff so that's good yeah. on them. anyway from the dregs cool. of bunbury so maybe the next pod will be about that because hopefully it'll yeah. be done because man it's been a long time mostly because of me and my shitty schedule <laughs> but uh yeah that'd be sick Fuck yeah. Oh. And it's getting me frothing on doing New Claim of Throne. Chomping at the bit. Chomping on the <laughs> clip, mate. <laughs> Let's write an album soon. Stop podcasting. I mean, sure. whatever. And um, this next sentence goes out to Sleet. Sleet. <laughs> Sleet Hatswell. Sleet sprays the face. <laughs> Let's go get drunk, eh? Yep. Do we have okay. any songs to play this afternoon? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I Should had one. I? I had one, but because of our early conversation, I think it's going to pop up on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. With a guest of ours. But um, what about Ye? The last time I dropped in without you knowing, mm. wasn't it something from Seven and Star? Seven and Star. Ah, uh, I was going to do a ooh. similar thing just from your Cabasing's Claim of Throne, but I was in a bit of a bind and do that this the time. Masters. So I'll get, I'll get something off Pick something you. of your choosing off I that CD. Yep. And if it's not, guess what? That's live podcasting for you. And <laughs> if you like it, you can go to claimthrone.bandcamp.com and download our shit for pretty cheap. Sick. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again soon. Yep. Awesome. Cara. Thanks. That was pretty cool. I'm loving that I'm not going to really have to edit this at yeah, all, right? Just, just upload it right now. Yep. Except we've got to put the intro in. And Ooh. Oh, it. yeah, right. Oh, are we going to do an intro? You know like what? That. Fuck it. Nah. You guys listening at the very end of the pod, this <laughs> pod, we're going to be talking about America and other things. Yeah. Oh, it's going to say it in the title of the goddamn podcast. Yeah. See, we don't need an intro. Well, let's blow people's mind and we'll record ourselves recording the intro. So it'll play it now and then it will also play at the start. But they won't know that until they get to this point in the podge. 
That's a great idea. But <laughs> you know what? I can't be too much. All right. Well, you need to go and get drunk. Yeah, I do. Okay. Cool. All right. Oh, that was fascinating. Yes, handballing work off to no one. Yeah. Which means not doing work. Is the it means essentially, thing. let's blame it on Stu McGill. Stu McGill, Stu McGill, go and get the Stormwriter um, compilation mm. CD. You can get one at our next gig, Claim the Throne at Amplify Bar Perth, January 3rd, and the first bunch of people that come will get a free Stormwriter compilation CD. Yeah, and also check out their uh, EP, mm. which was live tracked by me that we uh, talked about. Metal Supreme. Yeah, podcasts. right. I didn't realize, but they used like four of the songs. Ah, wow. Interestingly enough. That's Sounds interesting. Cool. I didn't realize, yeah. Yeah. Sick as. Bye. Cool. All right. Bye. Uh-huh.